0: Welcome to Fizzball Inside, the weekly podcast magazine of the International Fizzball Association. I'm Eva President Jörn and co-host is our Secretary General, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Jörn, and hello, Fisball World. This is already episode number 16 in which we will, of course, feature today's International Volunteers Day. And this week we can celebrate over 1,000 downloads of our podcast. Incredible, Chris, isn't it?
1: Uh, it's incredible. It's awesome. I was so surprised when you sent me the message, uh, that 1,000s download already of our podcast. So thank you to all our FISBALL fans outside in the world for your commitment and for listening every week.
0: And uh, time to say thank you. That's also another thing we would like to do today as we celebrate the International Volunteers Day.
1: Absolutely. Uh, as we are a volunteer-based organization and all our events are, are run by volunteers, uh, it wouldn't be possible to host any event without all the volunteers who say who says yes, I want to help to organize the FISPOL events all over the world. Uh, this year's motto of the volunteering day is together we can through volunteering. The international volunteers day was mandated by the UN General Assembly already in 1985 and the day itself is an opportunity for us all to promote volunteerism, encourage governments to support volunteer efforts and recognize volunteer contributions to the achievement of sustainable development goals at local, national and of course, international levels.
0: So it fits perfectly to the values of the International Feasball Association and it's really a good thing. We couldn't uh, thank our volunteers all days and uh, enough it's it's really a task we we should do uh, not only uh, this day uh, but all over the year uh, during our uh, events and all the activities we do. But uh, looking back, um, this number we already mentioned, 1,000 downloads of our podcast, it's incredible as you said. And uh, the the Aussies probably would name us the highest rated Fizzball podcast in the Northern Hemisphere uh, according uh, to their statistics. Uh, You have recently been uh, invited by them, by our counterpart in Australia. How was it?
1: It was incredible, I would say Uh, it was so much fun and uh, I really feel honored uh, to be invited in their podcast. It was a six hour session of recording. Uh, In the end, I'm a little bit disappointed, uh, to be honest. Uh, It's only a two hours episode, uh, what Chris Milne created out of the six hours uh, material he had. So best regards to Chris and Mel on that stage, of course.
0: Uh, definitely. Uh, and it's it's really a good question. Um, I have seen that I wrote a question to that podcast and you answered this. And uh, if you would like to know the answer, uh, I used it uh, via Australia's podcast to ask you uh, some question and uh, uh, all of you who have not yet listened to that podcast, just uh, do it. It's worse uh, even if it is cut it a little bit, uh, as you mentioned, uh, a six-hour session or cut it down to a two-hour podcast.
1: Really, uh, once again, I really enjoyed it to be guest in the Australian podcast. And uh, we recorded the episode on a Saturday and... Uh, We nearly spent, or I spent my whole Saturday uh, afternoon and it was already midnight in Australia. So you can see the efforts they put in to record all episodes and to cut it later. Uh, It's awesome and it's always fun listening to the podcast. And once again, I enjoyed it so much. Uh, I cried tears because we had so much fun while recording
0: I could imagine that and uh, if you have ever listened to that uh, podcast, you know that at the beginning uh, you have to open a beer bottle and uh, if you're drunk already on the morning, if I understood that right, um, of course that's clear that <laughs> the whole weekend was already gone with opening the bottle in the morning.
1: <laughs> it was not because of the beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So um but talking about our uh, episodes uh, 15 episodes we already have uh, produced and uh, to give you some insight our last episode um, when we talked uh, with the captain the female captain of uh, Swiss um, football team about the preparation and their uh, and her feelings uh, about Yona and next year's world championship uh, this episode reached uh, the top three ranked episodes uh, ever um, and uh, yeah, let's see, it's not not yet finished um, because you can download that episode still and it was really also worth to listen uh, to the voice of Janine, what she thought and thinks about uh, upcoming next year's world championship. Uh, another figure, we have already had listeners from 21 countries all over the world. And um, just to give you an an idea, uh, nearly 4% of our listeners come from North America, uh, nearly 4% from uh, Oceania and 4% from the rest of the world. But the main uh, group is coming from Europe. But we will come back to later to that figures, um, because so you can see it is a project uh, which informs uh, the world, uh, which is interesting about Fizzball all over the world and not just in Europe. But in Europe uh, we're coming closer to Christmas and there's one initiative we would like to promote and that's coming from Austria and Chris you have the honor to present that idea. What can we do currently? There's a advent calendar? Uh, I would
1: also translate uh, Advent calendar from German to Advent calendar in English. Uh, There's a really great initiative by FISPOL Austria. Uh, They created an Advent calendar um, for for the days from the 1st to the 24th of December. And uh, you can open one door each day and uh, behind the doors. you can see fistball exercises to drain at home, really easy exercises to uh, use the time during the lockdown in Austria, which we have currently, uh, to drain on yourself at home. Uh, you don't need that many things to, to exercise fistball. Uh, you need a ball uh, and that's it and a little bit of space. and. Uh, at the 5th December today, uh, there's a special guest in the advent calendar, it's Kalle Mühllena, Austrian national team player, who shows some exercises and uh, it's for all age groups, also for children and that's really cool, I enjoy the initiative and we also share uh, each exercises and my club day by day to train football at home, even uh, team training is not possible at that time, unfortunately, here in Austria.
0: But that's not the only pre-Christmas tradition you have in Austria. Uh, talking about uh, today and tomorrow, so on the eve of uh, today's uh, Saint Nicholas Day, tomorrow, uh, there's a tradition of Krampus in Austria. Can can you give us some uh, ideas? What is a Krampus?
1: Uh, yes, I try, and it's really important tradition, I would say, uh, and. I, I Krampus traditionally appeared on the night before the Feast of Saint Nicholas. It's the evening of the 5th of December and uh, they wore animal skins and carved wooden masks, had bells tied onto their costume so that people could hear the clanking coming through the darkness and they carried long sticks, Uh, the chains they have. They sometimes were um, uh, thought to be related to the idea uh, of the creatures being bound to their place in the underworld, while the sacks that they carry are uh, to take very bad children away with them. So in days gone by, the Krampus were seriously feared by smaller children who were tossed into the sack and then dragged through the snow. Uh, Nowadays, it's a bit different. Um, smaller children also fear uh, Krampus, uh also now, uh, and in, in in larger cities or towns, uh, there are formal processions, I would call them, uh, which tend to be fairly orderly. So there are a lot of Krampus uh, going, running through a town and people watching and enjoying the time. and also, fear the Krampus.
0: That sounds scaring for the kids, uh, and it, it's a little bit different from what the Germans expect from tomorrow's Saint Nicholas Day. Uh, and not to be confused, it's it nothing to do with the Weihnachtsmann, the Father Christmas. And Nicholas travels by donkeys in the middle of the night on the December the sixth, uh, the so-called Nicholas Tag, and leaves little treats like coins and chocolates and oranges um, in the shoes of the children. But there are many more Christmas traditions around the world and telling the truth, I found someone some uh, tradition which I've never heard before, but it's really incredible. Talking about Japan, as we have some listeners from Asia and especially Japan, let's talk about a special Christmas tradition in Japan. Christmas, uh, I was told, has never been a big deal in Japan. Aside from a small tradition such as gifts giving and light displays, Christmas remains uh, uh, largely a novelty in that country. However, a new quick tradition has emerged in the recent years, and the tradition is a Christmas Day at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Would you like to spend your Christmas Day at Kentucky Fried Chicken? Is that something we should look for? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's unbelievable, I couldn't imagine spending Christmas uh, day at Kentucky Fried Chicken, really. But
0: it's a funny tradition, I would say, quite
1: different <laughs> to Europe or to <laughs> Austria and
0: Germany. Definitely. And and uh, some other things, um, Christmas and roller skates. If we have a look to Venezuela, uh, of course, uh, the, the people in Venezuela love Christmas and But there's a tradition in a town called Caracas. Every Christmas Eve, the citizens' residents had to church in the early morning, but not for the reason uh, on its own. They go there by roller skates. This unique tradition is so popular that roads across the city are closed to cars so that people can skate to church in safety before heading home for the less than traditional Christmas dinner also something, okay, this would not be possible in Austria as we have uh, snow around Christmas, but uh, very interesting.
1: Also quite interesting and you said it in Austria, Germany, it wouldn't be possible because also of the road grid uh, and of course of the snow, but it's funny, a funny way to celebrate Christmas and uh, it's always quite different to imagine a house Christmas without snow and having summer and having sun um, during the Christmas time. So it would be interesting um, to learn also from our Brazilian, Argentinian, Chile friends and Australia, New Zealand, all friends from the Southern Hemisphere, how they celebrate Christmas. Uh,
0: and that's exactly the point where we need our listeners, our audience. Uh, we would be very much interested to know more about your pre-Christmas and Christmas tradition. Let us know, share with us uh, some pictures uh, how you spend your Christmas holiday uh, and uh, some traditions uh, we would like to learn more about that, in the next podcast. And the next podcast already brings us um, maybe to the first look back on the year 2020 as we have uh, next weekend the last board of directors meeting uh, of IFA. And uh, yeah, coming to the End of the year. Hopefully, uh, the year 2021 will be much better than it was in 2020. But nevertheless, uh, I think it's a a good thing to take the time and to look back and to analyze a little bit uh, what has happened. Because uh, sometimes, uh, if you ask yourself uh, what is in your mind, um, what's the most important thing you remember uh, of 2020?
1: Difficult question. Uh, Many things come to my mind, I would say, and it was a very challenging year and uh, I have several highlights, but I guess that's better to to talk about in the next episode. But uh, what's your highlight? What would you say? Mm
0: Uh, it, it's not so much uh, what I have in my mind. My suggestion is uh, if you or we or everyone writes it down as much as possible uh, what uh, you remember from this year and then in the next step you take your notes and you compare it what really happened because sometimes your brain and your memories are unreliable. Uh, then it brings you in the third step to uh, maybe analyze uh, what is the good things and the bad things you wrote down from 2020 and then make a rough plan for 2021. And that's. Uh a little bit similar what we will do in the next EFA uh, Board of Directors meeting. We will analyze also our strategic plan, which was approved in 2019. And of course, maybe there are some things uh, when we look back, we say, uh, yeah, it was planned. Uh, but nevertheless, as you mentioned, we have reached uh, and um, some things and we have done many things. We achieved some goals, but we will talk about that, what it was in detail after the analyze of uh, the board of directors and this will be the main topic of our next episode. But this is worth, I think, for all of you, uh, if you uh, would not like to to mention just the bad things uh, from 2020. Of course, there have been many and it's still uh, we will have uh, to fight against covid-19 for some more months uh, until uh, the vaccine will be there but uh, nevertheless i think there also are some good things and some things you you might in a, in, in the back view uh, uh, in the review mirror uh, see as important milestones also for 2020 so chris Time is running already uh, half an hour having looked on, on pre-Christmas and Christmas traditions and uh, Having given outlook uh, on next Saturday when the next board meeting is uh, which is also the date when we celebrate the five years of Paris agreement of sustainability also another topic which was uh, very important for us and where we uh, did many uh, important steps uh, concerning sustainability and uh, within the uh, Fisboard family uh, but this is a topic for next episode number 17 then already and as always at the end we try it out again and don't forget together, together we, we are physical
1: wow that's the best try ever
0: you always say that
1: no, let's, it, let's it, see usually it's the worst one. Yeah,
0: that, that's true let's see the recording sometimes <laughs> the recording is much more different than what we hear in our earsets.